Industrial Talk is brought to you by Arduino, the original all-in-one IoT platform. That's right. Go out to arduino.cc and you will find documentations. You will find devices, powerful boards to help you with your digital transformation journey. It's all there. Go out to arduino.cc, find out more, see how you can connect with these professionals to help you along with your digital transformation journey, arduino.cc. Also, Industry IoT Consortium. At Industrial Talk, we always talk about education, we always talk about collaboration, we're always talking about innovation, and if you're a business that has any desire to be resilient to the future, you need to be able to educate, collaborate, as well as innovate with other industry professionals. That's a must. Industry IoT Consortium brings that all together. You need to be a part of this community. You need to be connected with these leaders that are all a part of the Industry IoT Consortium. Go out to iiconsortium.org. Find out more. Again, you will not be disappointed. You're just going to be happy. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, an ever-expanding platform ecosystem that is solely dedicated to celebrating you industrial professionals all around the world. You know why? Because you're cool. I, I, I have more to that, but you're just you're doing things. You're solving problems. You're making the world a better place. Uh, you, you're collaborating. You're doing everything that you can to make this world a better place. This is for you, this platform, definitely. All right. We still have great content coming from this year's IoT Solutions World Congress. And in the hot seat is Michelle Morvan. And you know what we're talking about? Digital twin simulation uh, solutions. Let's get cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never ends. The innovation never ends. And Michel just knocks it out of the park. Uh, He is the co-founder of Cosmo Tech. How about that? That's a cool name, right? Anyway, we were in uh, Barcelona once again and and, um, had this great conversation, Michel. And and, and you know what's interesting? What struck me as just really sort of an aha, might not you, but for me, because I'm sort of simple when it comes to this stuff, I love... This I, lo- I love the topic around simulation. I love the fact that if you have the ability to be able to use AI uh, analytics, pull it all together, run simulations, create greater confidence in whatever that outcome is, I, I think it's just great. And I think uh, everybody is definitely on that bandwagon. So that's cool. Michelle, we're, he's going to be talking about that. All right. Get out your calendars. Okay, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at IoT Solutions World Congress. It is January 31st to February 2nd, 2023, right around the corner, right? If I'm looking off in the distance, if you see me on the video, I'm looking off to the distance, not that far away. And, and I go on the website there, IoTSolutionsWorldCongress.com, and it says game-changing technologies, yes, from industry tra- uh, for industry transformation, absolutely. Industry IoT, yeah. Artificial intelligence, yeah. Digital twins, yeah. Edge, 
Yes, augmented reality, 5G, cybersecurity. What else is there? I don't know, but there is some more stuff out there. You need to put this one on your calendar. <clears throat> and as you can tell, I'm a little raspy. I had a cold. Can you believe it? I had a cold. But I survived. And uh, I'm on the backside of that cold, so sorry about the, the gravelly voice. But anyway, um, really, this, this conversation with Michelle at IoT Solutions World Congress, really great. Cosmotech simulation, digital twin, it's all on the conversation today. So enjoy it. You having a good uh, conference, Michelle? Yes, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. We're going to go to a bar tonight. Just a bar. We're going to go to a bar tonight. Of course. Why wouldn't we? Hey, there's no reason. Have a couple of gin tapas. and tonics. Yes. So it's a great, it's a great option. Sure. <laughs> All right. For the listeners out there, talk to us a little bit uh, about your background, uh, Michelle, and then we're going to get into Cosmotech, what that's all about, and then we're going to talk about what what solutions are being uh, provided. Uh, well, my background in a in in a nutshell, I used to be for many years now uh, in the past a university professor. I was a specialist of complex systems, math. Computer science. Well, hold on. Are you a doctor? Doctor. Uh, I, I, yes. See, I have to see say. this card. If, if you're out there, this is the card he has right there. <laughs> right there. It's a sticky note, and there's no doctor. Oh. So you're a doctor. Good. Well, I used to be a professor, if you want to know. So, you know, and, and so, and then I developed, uh, uh, you know, technology in my lab, and I decided to bring it from academia to the real world. And that was what we call today 360-degree simulation digital tweets. Cosmotech. You rattled off something. That's an acronym for something. What does it mean? Sure. Cosmo means complex systems modeling. See? There it is. It's pretty good. Yeah. And you got the URL, Cosmotech, because nobody had that. That's, that's a good one. So with that, give us a little sort of a, a, a definition of digital twin, and then let's get into the simulation component, if that's good. Give us a, what, what is a digital twin? Sure. A digital, digital twin is a, is a digital replica of a system. Originally, it was a digital replica of a physical object, but now we are doing digital twins of systems of organizations. And by the way, that's why we use the word 360 degrees to say that we take, you know, and we represent the systems, and we connect to the data in real time. And oh, yeah. so you know, everybody uses digital twin. Hi, I have a digital twin of my building. I have a digital twin of my substation, and so on and so forth. But what you're doing is you're sort of holistically looking at the whole, you know, whatever the the business itself in a sense. Exactly. We don't only look at the, at the physical system, the physical parts, but also I, to all the interactions, the processes, the people who work with the system, what they do, and how they interact with the system. So take us through what that looks like. I'm a company. I've got a, a, a I'm, I'm interested in digital twin or I'm, I'm using a digital twin. Take us through that process. Well, assume that you, you, you have a supply chain to manage. Okay. Right? And, and, and you know that there is a, a lot of uncertainty and now more and more complexity in your supply chain. And you want to make... <laughs> that's, an, that's, a, that's an understatement. Yeah, and sure. in fact, at uh, this uh, pandemic, everybody's a supply chain expert. Oh, that's right. And, and, and you have... The problem is what you have to do with this supply chain. You have to, to reconcile things that seem to be completely impossible to reconcile. So you want to increase the profit. 
you want to be resilient. At the same time, you want to reduce cost and reduce the CO2 yeah. emissions. That's your problem, right? And it, all that changes all the time. So what do you need for being able to manage this and make the best possible decisions? You need to have three things. The first thing is what happened in the past? What can I learn from data from the past? The second thing is what is currently happening? You're looking at data from the present. But the most important thing you need is to have access to data from the future. What is going to happen if I, if I do this? What, if, what is going to happen if I do that? And what we do with this digital mm. twin, we create the replica, we link it to you know, the data, and we have the ability, and that's the simulation part, to simulate it, to see what is going to happen in the future so that you can test 100,000 futures to find the one you want and the results you want. Do you, with that future look, you have to load the data, some data. You have to load some historical data in some way to paint a possible picture in the future. And then do you, does the simulation allow you to learn or what? Oh, help, help us. That's a, very, that's a very good question because we can use data from the past and we do it. But what is very important in what we do is that what we put in the digital twin is the knowledge of the different experts. We don't only rely on data from the past, but we, they're in, a, in an industrial system. You have experts who know very well what is happening on your line, production line. What is happening with the robots? What is happening with the logistics? What is happening with when people come to work? Are they in three, eight shifts or who do they work? So this knowledge, we put the knowledge and we make the links with the knowledge. And because we have all these, once we have that, we just have to connect to the state, the current state of the system. And what do we do? We simulate it. So based on the knowledge, we can add knowledge that we have learned from data from the past. Right. But there is the knowledge that comes from the brain of people. And it's big. So, the, so this is cool. This is cool. And, and, and as you run multiple simulations, you're putting in different, uh, different type of data, different type of uh, parameters, whatever it might be. And then you're is – there, is there a time frame of into the future? Like can, can the future be a year? Can the future be two years? What, what is sort of that ideal sort of future state? There is no ideal. We go from 15 minutes to 40 years, depending on the use case. 15 minutes? So, yeah, we are doing that. Really? For, oh, sure. We, we, yeah, for example, assume that you, you, you have just a, a line, a production line, and you, you're connected to the data. And you know that you, you, you're going to make a decision and you have to go as fast as possible to make this decision because you see, for example, that uh, a machine, the, the product productivity of a machine is dropping. So what is going to be the impact of this drop on your production? Right. So you very rapidly simulate it just to know what's going to happen. And once you know that, what do you do? You say, here is what I can do. Here is the different, here are the different options. And now I'm going to simulate all these options to make the best possible decision. We do that yeah. at this time scale, and we do that up to 40 years when we manage very, very big assets and equipments, for example, for maintenance and oh, renewal. Very yes. big equipment. Yeah, because the life expectancy of, of some assets are like, like when I was uh, in a tank farm, right? 
those tank farms last what 40 50 60 whatever whatever the life expectancy you got to run that. yeah exactly and for example that's what we do with the big electric networks yes the electric networks. yes that's a great example yeah and we are for example we have a, a full digital twin of all the uh, high voltage i mean transmission electric uh, utility of france the whole country one million assets four million interactions and we have all the teams with where they are, their skills, their cost. And every year, the company, RTE, spends 800 million for maintenance and renewal. I was just going to go down that road. Yeah, you're and absolutely they, right. And now they're running simulations all the time to find the best decision because there are a lot of cascading effects. If you delay an investment, this is going to, you're going to have more uh, outages on this. Then you're going to send right. the teams there but the team will not be available to do something else. And maybe you can have a cascading effect there. So, yeah. Do you, do you, uh, I, I got a couple of questions. Go ahead. Uh, do you simulate um, the need for uh, the workforce to be educated? Like there's a challenge today that there is a future skill requirement and if I don't do it here, I'm not going to get it there. Sure. And by the way, we are doing that uh, very, very concrete example. The same, the huh. same problem the, than the one I described on the electric grid. Yeah. yeah. We, you have that in factories because you have robots. You have fleets of robots yeah. and they're obsolescent. So they, they last and, and, and they, they, they age. And at the moment, they don't work anymore. So you have to decide, do I replace them by new ones? But then I have to train the people to be able to manage this. Yes. When am I going to train the people? When I train them, they are not yeah. productive. So it has an impact. So you have to optimize all these things. And that's wow. what we do with the simulation digital twins. So yeah. different times. But then again, that 360, that's where you have to. A lot of people are sort of siloed in their digital twin approach or look. Do you also... Um, in that utility analogy, upload historical uh, maintenance records. And so you, you know that this transformer uh, had the oil changed out and whatever it is, or, and it's X amount of years old and that type of thing. Exactly. So we have that for each equipment, depending on the utility. Some have all the data, some other don't. If they have, we can, from that, learn from this data to create a model of each equipment. When they don't, we have general equations that are known from this business and that we can use. And then we do that for one million assets and we put all that together and then we can run these simulations and create value from that. So <laughs> the question I have is, it's like, a again, it's a tsunami of, of uh, simulated data. Now, how do I how do I sit there and sort of swim through that, and 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 be efficient at that? And my, you know, assessment. Two two answers to that. The first okay. one. The first one is when you create and when you deploy the simulation digital twin, you start by the problem you want to solve, and that is going to tell you what you're going to look at in the simulations. So we we provide a huge amount of data yeah. from the future. That's data from the ah. future. And that's not only one future. It can be hundreds of futures, depending on what you do and the way you manage it. And this, the first way is you start by knowing what are the KPIs I'm interested in. And these are the ones with the platform we're going to show you. That's the first answer. But the second answer, I would say, is probably is very, very interesting. 
because all these data are what we call synthetic data. They are data generated by the, by the twin, right? By the simulation. And you know that one, what you can do with this data, you can, you can use AI algorithms to be trained with this data. Right. And then you can learn from the data you produce about the system you have, and you can use these tools to find the best course of action when it's too complex. So that's, we have, I would say, AI at the beginning, when you say, for example, I look at the data for a given asset, and I'm going to learn when this asset with AI or you know, neural networks, you can upstream, you use that, you put that in the model, you put the knowledge of experts, then you run simulations and you use AI to learn from the results of the simulation. <laughs> I am a big fan of simulations. I, I can't put my arm around the, the level of complexity that you're, you're talking about. I mean, that's, if you're looking at just utilities alone, I mean, that's just as, it's, it's mind-boggling. Sure. And by the way, remember that it's complex systems modeling. Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo and, and, baby. But the very important thing with complexity is you, you, you always want to get rid of complexity because you say, oh, if I touch here, it's going to have an impact there. But now assume that you want to have an impact there and that you have the possibility to know that you just have to touch here by cascading effect to obtain at very cheap cost the impact you want. That's the future. Yeah, I see. And that's the present, by the way. It is, yes. Well, I got to tell you, man, I've enjoyed this conversation. It, it, uh, I hate to call it short, but it was. It's too short. How do people get a hold of you, Michelle? If they want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? How do they uh, contact you? Oh, they, they go to our website, cosmotech.com. Very, very simple. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for Pleasure. your patience, by the way. I really enjoyed the fact that you, you waited around. That was a good time. It was a great time. And now the tapas and the gears, right? Uh, gin and tonics. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll amp it up. <laughs> All right. Listeners, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk. Well, once again, we are broadcasting from the IoT Solutions World Congress. Barcelona is the town. And as you can tell, it's getting uh, close to the evening, and that means it is gin and tonic time. But this has been a great event. Michelle, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. So do not go away. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Hey, as always, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk. And thank you for your support. And our kudos to our friend Michelle Morvan, co-founder and executive chair, Cosmo Tech, knocking it out of the park. You know, you got it's all out on industrialtalk.com. Let's just let's just lay it out there. You need to contact this gent. It's out on industrialtalk.com, so make that a priority. Again, put this on your calendar. We're talking about IoT Solutions World Congress. We're talking the end of January, January 31st, 2023, to February the 2nd. That is going to be a barn burner of a great conversation and great conference. Just because you need to know about this stuff. You need to know about IoT. IIoT, industry IoT. You need to know about artificial intelligence. You need to know about all of the stuff that is going to be talked about and collaborate with people who have answers or looking for answers. They're ready to collaborate. It's all out there. IoT Solutions World Congress. Make that a point. Also, you got to go out to Industrial Talk. I've already said that, but you got to go out there. We've got a 
just an on-demand, on-demand uh, webinar, podcast, whatever. Industry webinars on demand. And what we have is Industrial Revenue Growth Series. Now, there's a five-part series, and uh, we really, it's, it's the first one. We're going to be working uh, to improve it, but the reality is, is that we, in industry, have to figure out how to increase our revenue, survive if it's going to be difficult out there, and then do the things that are necessary to create that business that is resilient. We go through topics like uh, corporate governance, uh, marketing, sales, technology, and how all of that works together to help you bring in greater amount of revenue all out there. Industrial talk. And you know what it is? It's free. It's free because it's part of the ecosystem. We're here to be able to do what is necessary to make you a success. Uh, it, it sounds so Pollyanna, but we depend on you. That's just the bottom line. All right. As I say all the time, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with people like Michelle, and you will be changing the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from IoT Solutions World Congress, and uh, you need to check that one out. I don't know who it's in. I don't, I don't know who's in the queue, but it's going to be a great one. And then be a part of this ecosystem. Sign up. Do what you need to do. We, we, the water is nice and warm. Thank you once again for your support. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.